Welcome, friends, to the first episode of the Plant-Based Business Podcast. Super excited to be here with my future co-hosts and co-founders of Vevolution, Damien and Judy. Damien and Judy have made this podcast possible, and the podcast is powered by Vevolution, hosted by myself. And for the first episode, I sit down with the guys and discuss how they started Vevolution, the growth of the brand and the events, and the challenges they face along the way. Love these kind of conversations with these guys, super inspiring entrepreneurs and a real power couple in the vegan space. We deep dive into some of the challenges they face along the way and what it means to create a vegan brand in London today. From Vevolution, we've seen some of the leading plant-based brands in the UK and beyond. So really exciting to hear the origins of their story, where the brand came from and where it's headed next. Enjoy this first episode and to hear more episodes, tune in weekly you can download on iTunes, Spotify, and online. You can connect with us further at Plant Based Business and myself at Louis underscore Blake on Instagram. Enjoy. Welcome, plant entrepreneurs, to the Plant Based Business Podcast with me, Louis Blake. And today, for our first episode, I'm joined by Damien and Judy, the co founders of Vevolution. So, welcome, guys. Thanks. Hi, so Louis. excited to be yeah, here. Excited to be here. So being our very first episode, I thought it'd be prudent to talk to you guys about the story of Evolution and how you came to create um, what is recognised as probably Europe's biggest plant-powered festival and gathering and, and all the other amazing things that you do. Um, maybe we could start by you telling us a little bit about where Evolution is today. Yeah, well, I think you sort of hit the nail on the head. Evolution today is yeah arguably europe's biggest plant-powered positive change festival it's grown beyond all our wildest expectations and you know i think when we started this sort of nearly three years ago we never would have believed like where it's gone to no we didn't think it was going to be anything really past one event we were both doing like lots of other freelance jobs and running our own businesses and um just saw an opportunity to bring loads of amazing thinkers and innovators who are creating such good in the world to come together for a day of inspiration and we literally thought it was going to be a one-off event really didn't we yeah I, you know uh with hindsight probably wasn't the best business planning to start the business the way we did but we just felt a passion and need to create this amazing education platform and it, it grew beyond our wildest expectations and it's been a wild amazing ride so far basically well, it's been super organic i, I remember yeah. when judy and i first spoke on twitter yeah. three, three <laughs> on years twitter, ago yeah. And, you, yeah and that was really funny because i was actually looking for work and that's how i came across <laughs> you because i was like oh he does like event recruitment i'm gonna just get in touch with him found out you're vegan and i was like this is brilliant i, I actually remember this she was like look at this guy louis like really cool he has like all these tattoos and his friends were like <laughs> i think he's friends with footballers and stuff and we were like and he's vegan. We're like, yeah, he is. Oh, we've got to meet this guy. We have to meet. I remember this guy. at this point, yeah. I didn't know any other vegans really. I'd, I mean, I'd been vegan for about a year. I wasn't yeah. really shouting about it. I think I had it in my Twitter. Yeah, bio, with the yeah, hope yeah, that yeah. someone might, someone from the vegan world, <laughs> we were stalk, we stalked you basically. I think that's what, what happened. Yeah, and at that point, I mean, you were talking about the upcoming festival, and I think we met, hmm. and then you suggested to me that I join an entrepreneur entrepreneurs panel yeah. yeah and we're coming to the event and there was all these people that i didn't know existed and yeah. some of the talks were just incredible and the panel that i was on i think between me and jp from all plants we oh, ended yeah. up literally hogging the mic and i think after that you're like we better give him a speaking slot the next year <laughs> yeah i actually totally <laughs> forgot about that panel it's nuts we actually did it then in 2016 it's yeah. amazing and, you know, I think that was a sort of sign of where Evolution was going to go because that panel, the energy was incredible and there were so yeah. many 
people in there who would go on to create some of the amazing plant-based brands we all know now. Yeah. And so Beevolution, from that very start, started to develop into this sort of hotbed of entrepreneurship. So what was it at that point? So at that point, when we first started talking, mm. you'd done a, v- a vegan event the year before called Vegan Futures. Called Vegan, vegan Futures, Futures yeah. yeah. And we did it in Shoreditch. And that was incredibly organic. You know, I threw it up on my personal facebook what, and was, the, the, what was the what, how many people were, 250 were there 50 people yeah. and, but we had you know, a huge waiting list huge because it was but, a small venue so we couldn't take much but it was a that. who's who who's yeah. now running like the sort of leading plant-based businesses and influencers you know people like earth lynn ed were there in the crowd you know the plant-based news guys were mm. there ali tabrizi's making seaspiracy um the veganuary guys the ethics guys yeah. you know it was sort of all the people who have kind of emerged and created these these brands everyone loves and knows now, they were all there at that event. And we kind of sort of see it as, a, I guess, the birth of like a new wave of veganism in the UK. Yeah. Um, You know, maybe you had the first wave, you know, the pioneers, the people like Donald Watson, those guys who were doing it when there was no options, you know. And then you have a kind of second wave. People came along in the 80s and the 90s and created like FedFest and all these companies around that movement. And this was the third wave. This was our wave, you know, the sort of millennial, senior generation of um, people interested in vegan living who were like, okay, we want to create a more positive future. And that was the start of it. That was the genesis and, you know, the idea to bring together people for thought leadership. And that's what eventually evolved into Vivolution. So what were you setting out to do with that first event? Vivolution 1 then, it was off the back of a vegan futures event. Vivolution 1, I mean, as, as I remember it, it was some panels, some talks, a few stalls. What was the kind of the, the objective of that first event? I mean, I think the main thing that we've always strived to do with Evolution is like create a kind of inclusive space so that I think at the time there were very much like the events were aimed at the vegan community, which is great and it's really needed to empower vegan people. But we really wanted people who are curious in sustainability and who, you know, wanted to be part of the community who just weren't 100% there yet for them to feel comfortable and included in our community. And I think we've that's one of the main things that we really want to set out to do. And the other thing was that at that time, like there was still such a stereotypical viewpoint of what a vegan was, that like, you had to be wearing a certain thing, you had to be doing, you know, you couldn't be entrepreneurial, for example, you couldn't be making profits and we really wanted to like smash that down and be like it's important for us all to be making profits as you know entrepreneurs and business owners and it should be okay but you know if you've got that mission you've got a purpose then that's where that's where we want to support people because I think it was a very different world back then I think some things have caught up and changed slightly that was one of the main things that I got asked actually yeah. in that first panel it was like people's I definitely got a sense of people not being willing or being open to generating a profit in their mm. business whilst it was ethical, sustainable mm-hmm. and vegan. And ultimately, if you view your business as a means of um, perpetuating a message to the world, profit is the lifeblood of your business. The only way you're going to be able to go out and 100%. spread the message that you're trying to trying to spread is through generating a profit to enable you to do so. 100%. Because how can you, you know, you've got to pay bills, you've got to live in the society. Like, how can you do everything if you're not making a profit? Like, it's not. And I think that's where we were trying to kind of, I guess, be a bit of a turning point of that to show that it isn't necessarily bad if you're doing it for the right reasons and if you're also collaborating. And I think that was a big thing for us, like, to collaborate with loads of other entrepreneurs and people coming who we were meeting 
Um, and where was it at this point? The evolution that was 2016. Yeah, 2016. And it was, it, it was oval space. Oval space. Yeah, yeah, I remember it. First, yeah, 500 one. people. It, it rained all day. Yeah. <laughs> freezing cold. It was freezing cold. <laughs> and it was in this warehouse. And we look back at the pictures and we can just see everyone in their like hoodies and coats and hats. And we're like, oh my God, it was so cold. And so now when it's at the British Film Institute and it's warm and cozy and the seats are really cushioned. Yeah. It feels like you've come a long way. Yeah. <laughs> and, and at that point, it, I guess it was a self-funded event. It was just you guys. Yeah. Guys working I, on it, and were you working on it full time at that point? No. You, you were, you were, you were had yeah. so many side hustles. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I was working at a charity called Care um, when we started. So I was working part time. I was working on environmental digital campaigns there, um, and we both were doing a bit of consultancy um, with various kind of like environment organizations and some plant-based brands that's kind of what we were doing wasn't yeah it? and i was mainly like working in events just producing other people's events doing kind of weird hackathons mm. and it was you know what it was lean lean times yeah we wanted to learn we didn't even know if we had a business to start with and so we had to learn about like where we could take this before we could even think of fundraising and you know i think in hindsight it would have been better to start a business with this five-year vision mapped out but we just felt part of a movement and we thought this movement needed a voice that was different, that was modern, that was like um, compassionate to not only animals, but other human beings and like business friendly. And, you know, it needed to happen. And we were just the people who had to do it because if we weren't going to do it with all the amazing connections we had, no one was going well, to do it. If not you, then who? Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. It just felt like, okay, why hasn't someone done this? Right, we're going to have to do it. We're going to have to be those people. And like you said as well, it was all very organic. It kind of like, you know, although we were creating certain situation and opportunities, it really was like the right time and the right place, which is an amazing, amazing thing. And like you always hear when people talk about how they've got to where they are and it, people do say there's an element of luck almost or magic. And I do, even though it's been hard and it is still hard, there has been an element of magic where, you know, we we met you and we met all these other incredible people. And without you guys, without you guys telling your stories and wanting to kind of like, profile what you're doing there wouldn't have been a evolution that's the thing like we kind of saw an opportunity of like there's so many amazing people doing great stuff let's bring them all together because if and that's why i love events as much as value shared value yeah. ultimately if you're giving value to other people then that that's the best way to, to grow anything like 100%. for me as, as, as a speaker and as someone who's trying to raise my profile you gave me a platform to speak in front of thousands of people from by me speaking at the event i gave hopefully give the audience value which in turn gives you guys value as an event and then it's win 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 everyone benefits and i think Definitely. those kind of that in any business that has to be the kind of the outlook that, that it, you have to be able to be positioned in such a way that you give other people value definitely so 20 2016 was there mm -hmm. 2017 moved yeah 2017 moved 2017 was an exciting year really it was the year it was when we... mega i love that event it was yeah a great like event. 2017 was incredible we did slow, launched that evening events for evolution topics that was were... when we started really thinking what else can we do and we didn't want it just to be kind of a yearly one-off festival we it's like... difficult with that isn't it if you've got a, year, a one off a festival and it's not essentially a year-round business you know you perhaps yeah. masking it a few months before you're dealing with the content a few months after but i guess the challenge at that point for you guys was how do we make this into a year-round business exactly. and, that, and at that point you opened up into the topics um, model. Tell yeah. us a little bit more about that. How, how did that kind of come about? Um, so we actually, we pitched it to JP and Alex, didn't we, at All Plants? And they were saying, because we originally had a different name for it, didn't we? And then Yeah, J JP was like, I think it was Bite, Bite Size. Bite Size, that was it. <laughs> JP from All Plants was like, it sounds like GCC revision. And so, <laughs> I remember that. So uh, we sat down, we had a few beers and a pizza with those guys. And they're like, 
Like, you got to call it something different. <laughs> and yeah, topics came about. And, and the, the real reason that came about was because at the festival, there were so many incredible things being discussed, you know, environment, ethical fashion and beauty, health and well-being, food innovation. But like, how great would it be if we just take each topic and just have an evening once a month discussing just that topic? Um, and so we were really excited about these, weren't we? We launched before. Yeah, um, and they were a bit wild, really. Yeah. Like 180 people coming on a cold Tuesday in February to listen to like talks about entrepreneurship and food innovation, and they they felt very very exciting. Like you know, the movement was changing; it was starting to get more mainstream recognition, and we were all a part of that. Mm-hmm. From your and, business perspective as well, it's like it's keeping the brand, it's keeping the conversation alive through the year, keeping the content going giving you guys a way to continue to engage with your audience so when the festival comes around, you're not having to renew that relationship. It's one exactly. you've been able to keep, keep going. And one of the main things what you touched upon was content. So when we first started Evolution, we kind of wanted to be like the TED for yeah. the plant power generation. And we were like, okay, how can we create more content? How, we can, how can we get more videos and more conversations going? We thought it'd be perfect to do this series, to do other events in the meantime. Um, so yeah, so that's that worked really well. And the festival itself, 2017, you moved the venue, you went to the... You went Royal, to Institution. Royal Institution, yeah. yeah. And, and some different speakers of that one as well, slightly bigger profiles. 100%. And that venue was a step up for us, wasn't it? Yeah, that was that was when we kind of went full-time on Fevolution around that period. Um, and, yeah, we did have speakers from America for the first time. And, you know, it felt like, wow, this is now something the whole plant-based world at that time was looking to. And um, for the first time, it felt like, an international kind of vibe and um sold out five weeks in advance which all event organizers will tell you is the holy holy grail if you can do that you've done a really good job yeah um and so that was it was incredible you know like and, um and to do it in that venue as well it was a mayfair so we were taking you know an event from kind of east london which we love east london we're all about the warehouses but putting it into a venue that was like in the mainstream where david attenborough had spoken at and like it was you know a really big moment for us yeah, you know, like, and every year now I've watched the Royal Institution lectures on the BBC. And I'm like, God, yeah. I've spoke, spoken there. You know, Bevolution has been there. So um, that was really nice. And that was the first time it went, we felt it really started to go mainstream. We got a lot more media coverage. And yeah, it was in- incredibly exciting. And I remember at this point you, was, you were beginning to bring on um, partners and sponsors and you were beginning to expand those relationships in order to, to facilitate the growth of the festival. What was that experience like? And I guess for anyone that, that has events or that, that is, has a smaller business that's scaling up, what are kind of some of the benefits of partnering with other brands to help support what yeah. you're doing? Um, I guess like we both talk about this, but yeah. when we started Evolution, you know, we got a lot of heat from people saying that it's too expensive, you know, and it, it is more expensive than other events that kind of existed in the plant-based space. But we wanted to create something where education was front and centre. And so it was always going to be a nicely produced venues. It was always going to be high quality speakers. It was always going to be um, a limited amount of people because we didn't want to pack 10,000 people into a venue and say, find the speakers in the corner where you won't be able to hear them. There'll be loads of noise bleed and you won't get any value from that as a speaker because you won't be having a nice experience. And as a customer, you won't do either. So we said, no, we're going to flip that, which is great for the attendee not so great for the business model so it it meant that 
partnerships are always going to be front and center and super important for us and you know judy's background in events meant she knew quite a lot about how to kind of put together partnerships that worked and my background in marketing meant that i was good at sort of selling selling the vision because you know the people who took a punt on us in the early days the type like one planet pizza guys um tideford organics oatly um we had no track records they just believed in what we were building how did, you sell it to, how did you make it a viable proposition for them i think like professionally putting together packs really like almost like pitch decks and and saying that they will get engaged you know kind of interaction with our attendees like when you're kind of one of hundreds of stores at these trade shows it can be very difficult to get your brand out there and to speak to people who really care about what you want to do and will become a natural ambassador whereas with our events you know especially even from the beginning like people who are coming to our event were really interested in celebrating you know kind of cruelty-free innovative exciting products and so they wanted to support these sort of companies so we were saying that you will meet kind of the future the future leaders leaders, and this is the place to basically get in first and to become like part of our family basically and part of the journey and they just really and i think because like damon said like we there were obviously other events that had you know talk a talk element but it wasn't kind of the you know the education side wasn't the forefront and we really kind of um changed i guess the direction and like chat and challenged how other vegan events had done it before and i think people were excited by that because they were like this is something new it's different it's not kind of replicating a model that had already existed and um we had just so much passion and enthusiasm that I think it was a bit of infectious and it basically just kind of won them over and they, they believed in what we were saying and we were able to deliver on that as well and that's why we had so many returning sponsors as well. And I, th- I think like a tip for other festival organisers and something we talked about from the very start and this is where we did have maybe a bit of vision that we don't give ourselves credit for always with it was that we said Vevolution is a movement. It's not it's not geographically located in one place Mm. you know this is something we have goals of taking to other places so we're not saying this is the london vegan evolution we're like this is evolution this is part the global movement of change that's sweeping across i think what you've done is built built brand based on a brand based on authenticity and about what you're trying to achieve as opposed to attaching that to a location yeah. or a set function so you yes you did the festival you did the festival in in, in 2017 and then what followed was the succession of further topics events yeah, yeah. the rest of that year the build-up to 2018 which yeah. comes to bfi yeah and then we obviously we started looking at more of this community of startups who we're supporting you know informally through kind of mentorship and introductions and then actually getting them to sample products at at our events um, and social media and then we started thinking okay we're getting so many entrepreneurs coming to us we're gonna we've gone on an entrepreneurial journey ourselves we want to create something that serves this community and that's how pitch and plant and the plant-based business kind of arose basically so it was great to be a part of the the first one and the more recent one plant-based business boot camp pitch and plant so for those people listening that that weren't there or didn't hear about it what is plant-based business boot camp and pitch and plant so the boot camp is essentially a really intensive training day for startups to learn more on how they can grow their business but how they can thrive and we basically bring in people really successful um entrepreneurs and business owners to come and give their advice and it's basically the event that we wish we had before we started evolution because we literally had to learn as we went and obviously you're always going to have to make mistakes 
mistakes to learn from things but we wanted to try and like give as much information and resources that we could so that it would minimize those kind of challenges that people face when they're running their own business and also when you fall under a plant-based business like there's other kind of things to it so you're not just doing it for a business there's a mission why you're doing it and it can be really difficult as well running a business is super hard but then when you've got a mission and a purpose with your business then that's also another kind of challenge which is a brilliant challenge that people are checking you on as well yeah, like when yeah, you yeah. attach the word vegan or plant-based to a business not only is you have difficulty of running a startup people are checking to say hang on you're talking about being vegan but it's what you're actually doing vegan is it ethical yeah you've got that extra yeah. kind of box to tick and you? then it's also the thing of like purpose and profits like you know we had a great talk at the last boot camp where it's that thing where you know especially and we've learned this firsthand like when you do <laughs> something, the hard way <laughs> yeah when you do something in the community and you have like an an objective where you want to support people you've got to be making money like we were saying you have to be making a profit and it has and you, you can be put into positions where it may not feel comfortable but it's about kind of having the kind of knowledge behind you to feel that you are making the right decisions and you are doing the best for you as well as the community and you have to look after yourself yeah and sort of pitch and plant was the uh, plant-based business investment competition we launched in, actually, at a festival in 2017. You hosted it. Yeah, yeah. Right? yeah I remember. <laughs> and myself, Derek, Derek Sarno. JP, JP. JP. Laura from Voch. Yeah. Yeah, and so, obviously, I think the first one was won by the guys uh, Optiat, which is now UpCircle Beauty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and the runner-up was Milkman. Yeah, and those guys have been on Dragon's Den since, yeah. you know, and uh, raised investment on that platform. Like, um, so... I think the original prize was sort of a, we were partnering with an investment firm at the time and they gave us sort of £1,500 prize. So it wasn't a lot of money, but we walked in me and Judy were like, oh, I don't know how popular this is going to be. And it was packed. It was Blown away. Yeah. I thought it was just going to be people who were pitching who were going to be watching. I yeah. never thought in my wildest dreams that it was going to be just, you know, people who were attending the event who weren't involved in it yeah. watching. And it was absolutely random. So for those listening, it's, it's like Dragon's Den yeah. slash Shark Tank. It's like a, an investment kind of uh, That is com- the easiest way to... Yeah. But the judges it, yeah. are much nicer. Much nicer, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and then and then more recently, there was the recent plant-based business boot camp, which was... Which was uh, in July this year. In July yeah. this year. Yeah. Um, and another one but this time the competition was slightly different yeah, yeah. so um, we basically have been really lucky to, as an investor out there who sort of like has listened to us and said look we see all these great startups who are um, doing really good stuff in the world and this investor hasn't got the the time to you know to be here in the UK to do this and he's like I'm going to work with Evolution to let you guys go out there and support plant-based businesses. So we were really lucky. We had seven finalists this year. You know, we invested in the Club Culture guys who do this amazing tempeh and they've just got such a cool story and they're super chilled, but actually they're really great entrepreneurs as mm. well. And um, Wellbeing Company who do incredible or the best like vegan chocolate I've ever eaten. What was, yeah, the, pro- what was the prize this year? I mean, you said it was around £1,500 the first year. Uh, so um, we made two £20,000 investments um, at the valuation the company kind of yeah. um, came to. Uh, so it's not a massive amount of money. But but it's, de- it's definitely increased on the, pro- pre- oh, yeah. the previous year. You know, and I think I think the thing what's incredible for us is that this is like the next wave of evolution we're getting into now yeah. where we use our experience and connections to like accelerate these companies by linking them up with other investors people who can write about their business we're accelerating them through the evolution platform through social media like the well-being company and club culture to both speaking at um evolution festival so like we're really excited we're going to be able to elevate these brands For now sure. like we talked about in the first time 
you spoke, you know, you met a whole new community. These guys are going to be introduced to a whole yeah. new community as well. So I think what's incredible of that is that you guys have have all these other offshoots now, mm-hmm. but still the festival being the main focal point. But ultimately, the the other offshoots have been able to service and facilitate the festival and vice versa. Um, and that's also something that's led to us sitting here and creating this podcast to come full circle, I guess, and just, I mean, to tell people kind of what we're trying to achieve with with, with, with this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, we launched the Feevolution podcast um, last March, so March 2018. Yeah. And... We took the content that we filmed at the Evolution Festival with, with our sort of idea of being the TED of the the vegan world, um, and we put that content on the podcast. Then what we found is that the interaction we were getting on video content was relatively low, but we put it on a podcast. People were loving it and getting so much value from these conversations that we know are brilliant live at the festival. That's the best way to hear them. But on the podcast, we were seeing incredible, incredible value, incredible movement, and. Um, and it just felt natural that we would take this next step to create um, more podcast content. Yeah. For all of us, we've built up these incredible networks of entrepreneurs, investors, people who, you know, are creating real momentum in this movement. And we get to share them with everyone else. So this is why we teamed up with you to do this, because, you know, between us, we we know the people who are really driving this forward. And we think this is just going to add incredible value. And it's part of the the free offerings that Vivolution gives to people. You know, you can pay to come to our events, but you're always going to be able to watch our videos. You're always going to be able to listen to our podcasts online for free. And that makes us really happy because it makes Feevolution not just a moment for the people who can afford to be there or have the access to come into London on that day to be part of Evolution, but it creates a global community of game changers and people who are part of a whole movement of stuff around the world. Yeah, and I think what really excites me about this podcast is like when you're an entrepreneur and a business owner, you look at other entrepreneurs and you think, oh God, they're smashing it. They're doing amazing. Like (laughs) I'm never going to get like that. And like on the low days, you feel really low and you just think, how am I ever going to climb up this mountain? And I think what's cool about this is that you're interviewing, you know, people who are doing super well, but they're struggling as well. You know, it's sharing kind of their journey and like how they've had to overcome those challenges and giving that advice and I think it's really really going to help inspire and also just make other entrepreneurs feel like it's okay there's going to be days where things do seem like unachievable and that why are you doing this but it all will make sense and like as long as you have that passion and that fire in your tummy and also you reach out to the community and other entrepreneurs for advice and support then that you're just you're smasher yeah I think that's a massive thing to say about what this podcast is that we want to hear from everyone who's listening and we want to help you guys like directly as much as we can because you know we speak about it all the time we're friends and you know amount of times i message louis or or, or me and judy are like you know saying oh my god this is really really hard how are we gonna get over this challenge you know it's almost a weekly thing mm. it's a weekly thing it's and like anyone, a daily thing anyone anyone who tells you anyone tells you differently that you know being an entrepreneur is super easy is absolutely lying. It yeah. is and so this is so, absolutely it's not the, the it's path abs- of the warrior, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's absolutely not us sitting here and saying, you know, we're super experienced entrepreneurs that know everything no, there is to know about business. This is actually us reaching out to other entrepreneurs and I want to hear their stories and have these conversations. We have to share these conversations with people to empower people to go away and start vegan businesses or grow their vegan business and, and help provide a support network to people that are out there. So what I'm, this means is so it's a two-way street. It, yeah. It's like... If you guys have people that you'd like us to interview or that you'd like to hear on the podcast or questions for guests on the podcast, 
It's super interactive. We'd love for you to reach out and, and connect with us. Yeah, maybe we it. can do a Q&A, you know, a Q&A session at some point. Totally. Like, you totally. know, we can we can sit down and we can just answer people's questions because we, we get so many, well, I'm sure note, you get so many emails. On that again. note, I've got some questions for you guys, if you don't mind. These are the questions that we're going to ask. These are the questions that we're going to ask at the end of each show. Um, and again, these are questions that that I, I would love to know the answers from from the kind of people that we're going to be speaking to. Yeah. So the first one is, why do you guys get up in the morning? So I, I get up because I just get to do things like this every day. How cool. I get to go and talk about something I'm incredibly passionate about and, you know, see the positive impacts that Vevolution as a movement has had. It's just, it's, you know, all the low points are I wouldn't want to change a thing. It's so it's just creating change every day, basically. Judy, other than Damien waking you up to get up and do this, <laughs> <laughs> he does. I'm such a, every day. Yeah, um, yeah. It's that. It's it's when we you know get feedback and emails from people who have either read something on our blog or listened to our podcast or come to our event and how it's impacted their life is just something that definitely fuels me. And the event is the thing that fuels me as well. Like you know, it's really it can be really hard, but when we have our events, it's unbelievable. It just all makes sense, and it's like having so many life like-minded people under one roof is the energy is just insane can, and it feels like attest, the world yeah and it just yeah. feels like you know we can actually make change and it sounds cliche but it really feels like that when when we're at the events and um, what resources have the biggest impacts on your business I think like our community as in like our, you know, people like you and people that we've met along our way, because I feel we've learned so much from you, from JP, from just from so many people within our, like our friendship and our circle. I think for, for me, that's like been a huge resource. Love it. What do you know now that you wish you knew at the start? Oh, I, I wish I planned a little bit more. We planned a bit more because we did this really out of passion and we did it really because we believed it's the right thing to do and we felt like almost obliged to bring this community together um that has meant that evolution has felt very organic but it's also meant that at times we've really had some really hard things to face and i think um for me I guess it's that word, not it's not failure, but it's that thing of like, it's okay if things don't go 100% right. I think I wish I probably like at the beginning, someone, if I had a mentor or a business coach, if somebody could have given me that advice, I think it would have helped me a little bit, not be so kind of hard on myself. We've just got a business coach. His name's Jim. He's really lovely. If Jim, if you're listening, thank you. What's the biggest challenge you've had to overcome so far? The fact we bootstrapped it all at the start meant that from the outset, Vivalusha had a lot of pressure to make enough money to cover our rent. In the early days, you know, time we were just paying ourselves absolutely nothing, absolutely nothing. And, you know, like, and got into a bit of debt doing that, really, because we we had to work it out. We had to work out how it could become a business and how that could become something that, you know, investors, even investors who are looking at it from more of a kind of impact perspective would want to get behind you know and speaking to people like yourself and jp and along the way helped us get to the point where we we were able to go and like fundraise but you know that first like 18 months this learning curve was so steep and Mm. i think you know we had to build a business which was on the face growing and doing really well but we were financially struggling and Mm. that was really tough and i guess lastly how do you guys stay sane I don't know if we are sane. <laughs> We've discussed how hard it is, but what, what do you find that helps you to manage when everything, you know, when things are going wrong or it, you have particularly challenging days? How do you guys kind of keep 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 your sanity? 
each it's other. Sound, I was like, going to say the exact same thing. I was going to say, it's going to sound so mushy, but it's each other. We're really, really lucky. And I think if you are a solopreneur and you're running your business by yourself, it's really super important to reach out to other people because there's a lot of weight on your shoulders and to have someone to share. I mean, me and Damon are very fortunate that not only are we co-founders, we're also married and you know we share a whole other level i mean running a business together is like a marriage anyway but (laughs) it's important that you can share your kind of troubles and you know things with someone else and the highs as well it's really important to have someone that you can share things with. the highest highs and the lowest but it's definitely each other you know we get out in nature we're lucky we live um in north london near walthamstow and there's we're near epping forest so you know if we're really like Oh, it's too much just to get out of the house we get out into the forest walk around like we got some dogs in the family and we go and spend time with them and that's like that's the like nice space to be in it's really really good to hear and i think <laughs> it really sets the tone nicely for future episodes and coming up over the next few weeks we've got some amazing guests from the world of plant-based business um so a weekly episode from here on out yeah i'm really excited to speak to to, to more people but a great first way to introduce the podcast and thank you so much for speaking to me and sharing the journey so far yeah thank you thank you yeah this podcast is produced by Fevolution it is edited by Bridie Addison Child hosted by Louis Blake Damian Clarkson and Judy Nadell to learn more visit fevolution.co slash business and check us out on Instagram at plantbasedbusiness Louis underscore Blake and Fevolution underscore So please share this far and wide and we'll see you plantpreneurs next time.